Okay. There we go. Now start now start dropping up. Here we go. Alright. Hello, hello, hello. I had to on the fly add the fade because I accidentally removed the fade. What an idiot. Oh you are loud. <laughs> My settings got all messed up. <laughs> it's because you were playing with all the voice effects. I I think that's probably actually true. <laughs> That was fun, though. It was fun. All right. Maybe we'll record some tidbits for later for, like, intros and stuff. We should. Especially if slash when we end up getting sponsors on this. That'd be fun to use those for it. Turn that fuzz and the echo on at the same time and just just hate it. Hello. Welcome. This is the Open Seating Podcast. My name is John. This is my wife, Jordan. And, mm. uh, we're... <laughs> 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 We've got we've got things to talk about this week. Uh, mainly happy in the movie Memorial section. Day. Yes, Happy Memorial Day um, to everyone out there. Uh, that's all. I, you got anything to say about Memorial Day? Happy Memorial Day. Nailed it. I just want to jump into it. I I, I mean, it's a holiday. It's a three day weekend. Three happy weekends are nice. Memorial Day. <laughs> happy <laughs> Memorial Day. We're recording a day late. We are. We're recording on Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> okay. Let's jump into it so we can <laughs> we can turn you off of repeat. You're looping again. <laughs> I was going to do it again and now I can't stop laughing. <laughs> All right. It's raining. All right. That's in the weather side. That's in the weather update later on. Okay. Right off the bat, before we jump into the fun stuff. Happy um, Memorial Day. <laughs> I had to get in one more. <laughs> uh, just fine. jumping right into it. A story from this past week um, that's actually meaningful. A judge in Seattle ruled that the police cannot search your phone, which includes looking at your lock screen without a warrant. And that's super big. That means okay. unless you are, I'll say it a different way, um, somebody's phone a suspect's phone can be searched uh, when at, when present in a crime and whenever a suspect in a crime while it's actively like happening. Um, so if you're found at the scene of a crime and you are a suspect, they can search your phone. But after the fact, an investigator cannot come up to your house and be like, oh yeah, we're connecting you with part of this crime that happened last week. Can I see your phone? Well, that um, makes sense. Yeah, they can't do that. Previously, people were, I guess, that was happening. And so people were... Doing it anyway. Somebody sued, took them to court, and they won. So now that's a thing. Yay! At least in Seattle. I hope that's a, I hope that's a thing everywhere else. But I agree with it. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Okay. Same like you you shouldn't be going into people's houses. Right. There's a it is, per, it is personal property. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, otherwise, Jordan, you've been cooking a lot more. Well. We have pork chops it, right now. Yes, pork chops or pork chopping in the crock pot right now i love my crock pot actually um yeah they smell amazing they should be done in just a couple of hours and then we will eat them and it will be great i am so excited for these pork chop one i love pork chops i i really have been i'm gonna i want to say this on air i want to mm. look at you in the eye in the face and say I love your cooking. Oh, it's delicious. Oh my god! And I'm very happy you've been cooking. It was about time. We've been we've tried to get into cooking. Yeah. For years. Cooking used to give me a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. What was the turning point for you? 
Um, switching careers. Um, <laughs> not being in an environment where I was already riddled with anxiety. Um, 25 hours a day, eight days a week. That's fair. Um, <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Um, and, you know, just wanting to have something to do while on the days that I'm home you know I've got the time so why not and when you actually give yourself time to cook and aren't in a hurry to do it it is actually um pretty nice it's pretty pretty fun to do and it's also pretty um rewarding to um actually make something that tastes great so it's really fun it's really fun to eat and also with covid you've been home and so it's easier for us to eat as a family yeah, we're not rushing at 7.15 or 7.30 to try and make something if we're like trying yeah. to guilt ourselves into having to cook one night as opposed to mm-hmm. picking something up. And, you know, having to wait so late to start cooking because I don't want to eat by myself and I also don't want it to be cold by the time you get here. So I'm not even starting dinner till 6.30. We're yeah. not eating till almost 8 o'clock. And, um, you know, and a lot of nights it's just not, it just wasn't worth it. And John would just be like, let's just pick something up on my way home. And so we're saving a lot of money too. Yep. And I get so many gas points at Kroger. I filled up my car that takes premium gas for under $30 last week. I have not done that since my last car that had a smaller tank than this and took regular gas. And I wept with joy. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I hadn't had to fill up my tank in two, almost two straight months. Cause I don't go anywhere. Um, and gas was so freaking cheap. It was just, it was a miracle. And I had so many points saved up. I saved like 60 cents. I think it was crazy. That's why I get gas at either Sam's or Costco. Um, depending on which one's closest. Usually it's at Sam's whenever I'm actually driving. But I mean, I I used to commute to used to, um, I still work at the place, but, uh, COVID before COVID I would be filling up every twice a week. Um, you had a 50 mile one way trip to work. Yeah, so it was 40 to 60 bucks a week on yeah. gas alone. And, and an then, hour and a half each way. And then grabbing food on the way home. So it's been it, saving a lot of money. Yeah. Through, during all of this. Um, positives. Which has been. Yeah. COVID it's, it's been pos- hashtag COVID positives. <laughs> 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 if you like that hashtag, send us an email at openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. It's open seating podcast at gmail.com. I am spicy (laughs) today and I don't know why. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) You too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Should we jump into TV and movies? Okay. Okay. Uh, TV. So I was going to ask you how your week was, but your week, like mine, consists of what we're about to talk about literally tv and movies yeah this has been our week this past week specifically we just binged a lot of stuff we did and we just felt like even this past week so going back memorial day weekend it's been three like three day weekend so i'm like okay well i'll do some stuff on sunday and monday and then it started raining but you'll get more of that in the weather update but uh you're just really hung up on the fact that it's raining outside i am yesterday though not yesterday saturday Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather was beautiful. The weather was beautiful, but we were like, man, I, we just, I just don't want to do anything. Like both of us, wastes, we were, both literal of us were wastes just, of flesh. We were in this weird mood where you just don't want to get up. You don't want to go anywhere. You want to do it, and it wasn't like it no was energy. It, yeah, that was the thing. It was it was very lethargic, very like exhausting, as if we had done a lot of work the previous day or like we had just finished something. But I mean, to be fair, we did stuff around the house. 
but yeah anyway binging a lot of stuff tv and movies um let's do some of the new stuff with tv and movies first before we jump into our picks because our picks are always the longest part of it Yay. First, right off the bat, Boom. the hat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, the um, release of Snyder Cut has been happening, and apparently HBO Max is going to be re releasing the Justice League with the uh, quote unquote original. Um, oh, what's his first name? Zack, Zack Snyder. Snyder uh, the original director of the Justice League movie, his cut of it that they previously they had to reshoot. For those of you who don't know, they reshot a lot of. for this? They reshot a lot of the Justice League, re-edited it, um, apparently changed the villain, or maybe I'm thinking of Suicide Squad. Anyway, point being, it was supposed to be a lot darker and uh, just more aggressive of a film. Yeah. And the studios changed that because they wanted it to be more, allegedly wanted because to be more Because the studios Marvel. have apparently never you know? read a DC comic. Right, which is like DC's thing. But DC anyway. is dark. Dark yeah. comics. I mean, I know that's not what it really stands for, but <laughs> doesn't it stand for uh, detective comics? Because Batman Something was like first that, one and he I was think. a detective. Anyway. I think. Anyway. So apparently HBO Max has gotten a hold of this. They're going to be actually spending the money to put in, like, do the work to finish this version of the film and then re-release uh, re Justice League on HBO all right, Max. Right. All right. If I just want more Wonder Woman. That is still coming out this year, though. Yeah, that'll be is. exciting. I'm so excited. We'll have to see if somebody in our family Woman, who has HBO will let us, so I can watch. I Justice get Wonder League. Woman and Black Widow. Um, Black Widow, all like at the end of this year, and I got my. I have t awesome her universe tank tops for both of them. I I can't wait to go back to a theater. I'm oh my god, I lie. miss movie theaters. I, we're That's weird. such a first world problem. Yeah. But I'm I John and I love going to the movies. It's so much fun. It's just the experience. Mm -hmm. And they make these movies to be shown on the big screens. Like it's just not the same. Even in our movie room, which is amazing, it's just not the same. Anyway, I'm guessing more people asked for the Snyder Cut than people asked for Avatar Two, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be better. Next up, apparently Dave Franco. Dave Franco. That's, that's James Franco. Oh, that's James Franco. <laughs> Sorry. No, James Franco's <laughs> the creep. Dave Franco's the hot one. Dave Franco. You said Dave Franco's hot one? Dave Franco's the hot one. Really? For sure. Okay. He was the one that was in Neighbors that wasn't Zac Efron oh, or Seth yeah. Rogen. Yeah. He's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Fair he was enough. also in uh, The Disaster Artist with James Franco. That's right. He played uh, the he, Mark. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Dave Franco, apparently um, his directorial debut for a movie called The Rental. It's a horror thriller movie that oh. I did not look up the plot synopsis on because I kind of want to now wait for a trailer. Okay. Um, I'm, that wasn't what I was expecting you to say he was going to... You're thinking like comedy release. type thing? Not even comedy, like... I don't know. Like, I genuinely didn't know what I was expecting because he's a Franco. That's fair. But That's fair. when you said thriller horror, it was not. It, it's kind of like when I first heard that Jordan Peele was going to direct a horror movie. And I was like, Jordan Peele? Right. What are you saying? Jordan Peele? Key and Peele, Jordan Peele? Yeah. And then it was amazing. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'll allow it. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people are. At least whenever I was reading the comments on the on the John Krasinski story. is directing yeah. a horror movie. It, previously, I'll people were it. really <laughs> skeptical. They want established directors or something like that going into it, but now it's now people of, are more accepting of it. So now well, everyone's super interested. Kind of shining a light on the fact that a lot of comedians can go to really dark places, and, and it might yeah. be a nice outlet. Yeah. For comedians to get out of that dark space in their head by putting it on the screen. Mm -hmm. 
you know, if they do. I mean, God forbid we ever have another Robin Williams. I mean, he wasn't the first, and he unfortunately won't be the last, but... Um, but we can only reduce the number. Like, it yeah. should be... It, I do like the idea that um, people are becoming less typecast into a specific role. Yes. and I mean, like John Krasinski, becoming instance. more... Yes, exactly. And it's becoming more uh, accepted. Like, I mean, he was, he was the... He was Jim. He was Jim Helper. He was Jim, and then an action hero, and now a horror director. Well, and, and like, even you know, <laughs> he got... He got picked up off of The Office for doing a couple of other movies, mm-hmm. like rom-coms and a couple of comedies, and then he got to into, like... To be the gym in other movies. Yeah. And then he got cast in... I think he was in Zero Dark Thirty, wasn't he? I don't... Let me look he it up. He was in one of the war movies. I think it was Zero Dark Thirty, and people were like, oh, my God. He can actually act. I'm looking him up. John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. I put Krasinski because apparently I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Krasinski. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, breakthrough with the office further film critical appeal. Isn't there just let me just go to IMDb. This is Imdba. Do you still have the IMDb app? Of course, but okay. it's very slow. No, it's well, been annoying not, me recently. That's not helpful. All right, John Krasinski. Um, American film and skipping over that. Let's go over to the actor. He is Jack Ryan now. Yes, that's where I, I had my head right. went to. But he did other thing. action stuff before he was cast as Jack Ryan. Right, right, right. And apparently when? he is the best Jack Ryan there's ever been. Wait, when was The Office? It ended, it started in 05. Oh, there it is, 05. And it ended in 12. Yep, okay. So yeah, he was in The Muppets. Oh, look at him. He has, yeah, a lot, of, lot of little things. He was in Monsters, and, Monsters vs. He was, Aliens. He was in It's Complicated, which is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. He played Lancelot in Shrek the Third. Oh, I didn't know that. Apparently. He was in one episode of American Dad. He was in Jarhead. Oh, Jarhead. That was, uh, that's the, uh, oh, that's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's bald, oh. right? Yeah, isn't that is that's not the one where he's brothers with Tobey Maguire, is it? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. We're going to a weird place here. Anyway, anyway, John Krasinski is key for don't typecast an actor as doing only one type of thing. Yeah, he's a good example. He is a good example. Hundred percent. And Jordan Peele and a bunch of others. So hopefully Dave Franco will not let us down. Yes. That's John Franco. That's John Franco. We keep referencing in case you're curious. Um. Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, and he did this on uh, before he was in charge of The Tonight Show, too. But my second favorite segment that he does, recurring segment that he does on The Tonight Show is called Ew, where he makes fun of, like, Nickelodeon teen shows and dresses in drag as a teenage girl <laughs> named Sarah. That's S-I-R-A, with no H, because H's are L. And no, then on he paper, has, that description is really weird. <laughs> but then he has all of his, <laughs> basically he has all of his friends come on, also dressed in same. drag, yeah. to also be his teenage girl friends. And he has girls on there too. Like Taylor Swift has been on there. Jennifer Lopez has been on there. But my favorite one was right, I think, when Na- the first Neighbors movie happened because it was Seth right. Rogen and Zac yeah. Efron. And it was right Dang when that... I will still cry when I see that video. It's so funny. But um, <laughs> Seth Rogen's just got this giant beard and a sundress and <laughs> lip gloss. But it was right when that story, if you remember from a few years ago, that story where James Franco got an underage girl's number either at a restaurant or a bar. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, she wasn't like 12. 
Right. I think she was either, she may have been like 17 or 18, something like that. I don't yeah. know. She was not a legal adult. Um, and he started like texting her, like privately texting her. Mm-hmm. And so it turned into this huge thing and everyone was like, oh my God, James Franco is such a creep. And that's how they say in their stupid made up teenage girl voices, they all get text message. It's like, hold on. I have a text. That's, that's from James Franco. Oh, that's from James Franco. It's from James Franco. <laughs> Please change the subject so I'll stop talking about James Franco. Okay, James Franco. <laughs> um, you know what? James Franco is not <laughs> in <laughs> not in uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie coming out called Tenet. Yeah, I did not know what to expect from that, but I'm glad you made me watch the trailer. Cause it I is, think it looks dope, right? I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson... First of all, Robert Pattinson, I want to see him. I want to see his Batman now. After seeing the trailer yeah, okay. for Tenet, it makes me more okay it, with him being Batman. Yes. That's weird, but like... Also, I'm... This is so... This this is for a very large, but a very select group of people. I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson and Clemence Pose in another movie again together where they actually get to interact. Um, okay, because yeah, for yeah. those of you who know, Robert Pattinson was Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and Clemence Pose was Fleur Delacour in the same movie but because the movies uh, screwed a lot of stuff up um, the champion the Triwizard Champions had like no interaction with each other so I don't think Fleur and Cedric had any speaking parts even though they uh, they were friends in the book Um, but um, that excited me the movie looks great. Yeah, the movie Tenet. It looks. It's they're trying to. It's a time travel or or messing with time movie thriller. Um, yes, action thriller, suspense thriller, action but it's, thriller. It looks interesting. Like at one point, uh, he loads up a, a magazine, an empty magazine in a in a gun, and shoots it on this firing range. And then he pulls the magazine out, and the bullets now in it. And she said, "You're not shooting. You're catching the bullets. You're not shooting the bullets." I'm like, this is. I I'm curious to see what he's trying to do. Like if if there's if what they're doing is like taking time and sho- I'm doing weird things with my hands for everyone who can't see it and shoving time <laughs> into small little things and doing like He's doing some, some Scarlet Witch shit with his hands right now. I just, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth twitchy, Olsen would be proud. <laughs> twitchy fingers and all. Um, no, like shoving it in almost like uh, they're objects of power from like control or something like that from the old house. Anyway. If you've um, ever seen a playthrough of the game Control. Anyway, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Coming out I'm this intrigued. year. I'm intrigued. I'm so intrigued. I'll we'll see. I'll watch it. It will be coming out in theaters, according yes. to Christopher Nolan. He did not give a date. The trailer just ends with, like, in theaters. Yeah. Middle, no one can middle put a date on COVID. anything right now, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Damn it. All right. Time for our picks from this week for TV and movies, which, uh, off the bat, Cinderella. We watched Cinderella. We did. That was our next Disney movie. Yeah. So, uh, Cinderella is our second official Disney princess. Um, the movie was released released in March of 1950 and has a runtime of one hour, 15 minutes. Um, the budget was $2.9 million and was, to say the least, a box office success, having made throughout its life $263.6 million. Boy. Um, it was a big success after... Um, just about three consecutive box office bombs. Um, Pinocchio bombed 
as we've talked before for the past couple of weeks, Fantasia bombed big and Bambi bombed as well. Did not I do. Don't, I don't think we talked about how Bambi bombed because I think we went over well, no, like we a lifetime. It made yeah. a, a plenty of money back, but like but box office, these were these movies did not do well. They did not do well. This the uh, Walt Disney Studios was actually over four million dollars in debt when they made Cinderella. Um, and Cinderella helped them make it back. It was actually their biggest commercial success since Snow White was released in 37, their very first movie. Wow. Um, so it also won an Oscar for the best original song, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Nice. Um, it is number nine in the animation category of the AFI's 10 top 10 lists, their, anima- their top 10 animated movies list of all time. Cinderella ranks number nine. Um, there have been a lot of renditions of Cinderella over the years. Um, multiple cultures from uh, European to uh, Chinese to Indian, uh, like um, Eastern Indian, um, all over. There are some sort of Cinderella type tale. Uh, the, the Disney movie is based on Charles Perrault's French Cinderella um, and it, it has also at times been called the little glass slipper, the story, not the movie. Um, big differences between Peralt's telling of it and uh, the movie. Obviously, Drizella and Anastasia, the ugly stepsisters, they do not cut off bits of their feet at the end uh, to try to fit into the glass slipper. So the way that the story goes is um, the first sister who in the movie is Anastasia. Um, cuts off her li- her either her big toe or her pinky toe, one of the two, to get the um, the shoe to fit. And uh, the prince, well, that's another difference. The Grand Duke doesn't show up at the houses to search for the, the for Cinderella. Does. The prince comes himself. Yeah. Uh, but the prince somehow doesn't notice that she's bleeding profusely until a, I believe, a bird points it out to him because you know this is a this is a fairy tale. Um, so he's like, forget you, whatever. The second sister, who in the movie is Drizella, tries it on. She actually cuts off her heel to get it to fit. Um, again, notices the blood, whatever, then Cinderella gets it, and it's fine. And also at the end of the original fairy tale, the, the stepsisters have their eyes plucked out by birds. I um, wish that stayed in. <laughs> there's also um, there's p- lots of different... Or, or origins, different retellings where the father, unlike in the movie, the father is still alive and is just as shitty towards Cinderella as the stepmother is. Um, or there's um, some instances where um, the mother is still alive and it's a stepfather instead of a stepmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also instances where one of the stepsisters is not quite as shitty to Cinderella as the other one is, which they touch on a teeny tiny bit. If you ever saw the Cinderella direct to video single, single movie from the two thousands, um, Cinderella two dreams come true. Um, they kind of give Anastasia some redeeming qualities in that one. And she and Cinderella kind of become friends in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, in the Disney movie, they're both pretty, pretty ass so um this this didn't feel like a movie of its time like mm -mm. a lot of the past disney movies were Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of why it's been so so successful Mm -hmm. it didn't feel um 
it wasn't mis- like laced with misogyny or anything like that. Like it There's was- a lot of people nowadays that really don't think that the three earliest Disney princesses, uh, Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora, are good role models for young girls. And honestly, in the case of... Um, well, in the case of Snow White, too, but also in the case of Cinderella, I highly disagree. Um, I I love this movie. I, I have stops in this movie for Cindy Sass. Because um, Cinderella doesn't just take everything they do to her lying down. She talks back. She has attitude. She just does it in a nice way. Because John, at one point, was even like, why doesn't she just leave? She's 19 years old. Why the hell is she still living here? And... Very simply, it's because this was 1760s France. She had nowhere to go. She would be disowned by the stepmother immediately. Um, no one would believe her that she was t- actually highborn. Right. Because they'd denounce her. And she would die starving in the street. I mean, that's just what would happen. Or, you know, because this is, if this was not Disney, she probably would have had to have become a prostitute. Um she knew she hated it, but she knew her best choice, unfortunately, was to stay there because at least she was fed, clothed, and had a, a roof over her head. Um, but she doesn't just take everything lying down. You know, she gets her revenge on... She tries, She threatens to beat Lucifer, the cat's ass, with a broom, um, which is pretty great. Um, she makes the best out of a bad situation, and Homegirl does not want to go to this party to get... Me, to meet a guy and get married she yeah. wants a day off yeah she wants she hasn't gotten dressed up in years she hasn't been treated like a human being in years she wants the opportunity to have a night out in a nice outfit that used to belong to her mom so sentimental value there and just be a person for one night i mean she even tells she tells the fairy godmother she's like you know okay cool i have till midnight that's literally more than i could ever even have asked for mm-hmm. and then she just happens to meet the prince and then yes elsa face palm hashtag elsa face palm falls in love she falls in love with the first guy that she meets within five seconds and they don't even know each other's name but, but that's if, beside the point but if that's the lesson that people think the movie is trying to say as opposed to hey here's a woman who's been uh, oppressed and has a bunch of hardships but instead of just being vengeful and being angry she still gets the stuff done and then mm-hmm. still has the strength and everything to fight back at the end and to mm-hmm. to work her way out with the help of friends of course but yes. like to get herself out and to to save the day to win the day you mm-hmm. know like it's not a I don't know I don't think it's a negative story no I don't either <laughs> you and I both agree that we disagree with all of this yes <laughs> uh, I actually enjoyed Cinderella much more than I enjoyed um, some of the up, some of the films up to this point. Um, Bambo First Blood. <laughs> Bambo First Blood. Well, <laughs> it, it doesn't, like I said, Cinderella is, is interesting. I think even the fact that I asked, like, why does she just leave? It was because I forgot what time, it, like what time period this movie took place in. Uh, and that's a credit to the film. Mm-hmm. Like it, it stands up. I had it, exactly like you said, you have to understand what year it came out and what area of the world they're in and what it was like that is why it made sense that she didn't leave mm-hmm. right just like you said she there wasn't really anywhere else to go mm-hmm. but everything else relatively modern themes even still today and mm-hmm. it's it's just be it's um like the cinderella of course has been turned into multiple live action yeah um movies the one of my favorite ones is honestly um and i haven't seen it in years but i loved it when it came out the um the Cinderella that starred Brandy 
and I heard that was all right. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, and then of course, Ever After with Drew Barrymore, um, and then Disney redid it a few years ago. Um, just did a live action remake, and sure. um, the whole theme behind the movie was just be kind like just yeah. don't whatever happens to you in your life don't stoop to their level and just be a nice person yep because that's going to shine through more than yeah anything else because in the in the animated movie they they go out of their way of course to make lady tremaine and anastasia and drizella be ugly just awful people. and just dark i mean you know lady tremaine's always in dark colors and she always has this nasty look on her face mm-hmm. you know the cat's name is lucifer her nose is literally always up high yes and, like, and then yeah. the sisters anastasia and drizella are just not drawn not animated to be pretty girls um but in the live action and of course cinderella looks like a barbie doll um in the live action movie um cinderella is still beautiful but she's much more plainly beautiful of course she didn't you know she doesn't have access to cosmetics and things like that um and then the, it's also supposed to be drawing toward like uh, a beauty of the heart beauty of the right because the stepmother and the stepsisters are very attractive i mean kate blanchett played the stepmother mm-hmm. um and they're very beautiful outwardly but they're very shallow and vain and right evil <laughs> um so even though cinderella doesn't have physical things to make her as pretty as they are right on the outside she still wins the heart of the prince because she's beautiful on the inside yep i the more the more we're talking about this and again after right just having watched it uh it does feel a lot like in those classic story in the classic story tales and fairy tales where oh falls in love with the prince and then live happily ever after that just seems like authors didn't know and two this is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it weird, and then I'll try and explain it. It sounds like it was just a quick way to end the story. Not that that's like the best way to end the story. But to that end, that wasn't the point of the story. The point of the tale was everything that we just talked about. Um, what type of person you're supposed to be, uh, how you're overcoming adversity and all that. That's the meat of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that the author, they didn't know how to wrap it up. So they're like, uh, okay, and then and then they meet, they fall in love and all this, and then it's fine. And it's just to end the story. It's not to be like, hey, you'll immediately fall in love with a prince. And I think that's the wrong way to interpret um, a lot of the criticism with princess movies and with fairy tales uh, around, oh, it treats, it tells you that you'll just fall in love immediately and all that. If your kid thinks that, then you need to temper some expectations because you're their parent. You're supposed to be teaching them things. But at the same time, like that, the, that's not the meat of the story. The end of a movie, the end of any story is not the point. It's, it's usually the point is made throughout it, right? Um, maybe there's a, there's a climax, of course, but it's to pay off everything that it's been teaching you, um, which I think this movie does. So I like it. So next week, if you're, I don't know if anybody is watching along with us, but if you are or want to start, uh, the next one we're going to be talking about next weekend is Alice in Wonderland. So that will be fun. Yeah, I like Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) All right. Next up, we finished Star Wars Rebels and the last season of Clone Wars. Yes, we did. What did you think of it before I give my opinion? I'm still not fully recovered. That was too... From which one? Both. That was two very heavy final seasons of Star Wars television that we just watched. I mean, season four of Rebels, to start because we finished that first, was 
I mean, I wasn't expecting. They did some wild stuff. Two of the main characters. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I was not expecting two of the main characters to die. One of them we know is dead. Right. Okay, yes, that's fair. Um, but to one of them to actually literally die. Yeah. And then the, the other, other one, one warped we don't... away with Thrawn and space whales. Right. And we don't. <laughs> Star whales. I and love we that just sentence. don't know. Yeah. Like, you don't know what happened to him. I think it's te- I think it's telling, and we talked about this. Um, I have a theory that Ezra Bridger is not dead because he was the main character of, Re- arguably the main character of Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to be. To anyway, appeal yeah. to the younger audience that it was designed for, right? Yeah. Ish. He was supposed to be the scrappy kid that everyone. Right, that the kids on that yep. were watching Disney XD could relate to, right? Yep. So that as he learned lessons, the kid would learn lessons. Right. So, um, if he's the main character and he's so important, why in rise in the scene in Rise of Skywalker where Rey is hearing the voices of the Jedi and the Living Force, why would Ezra not be one of the voices? Because he's not. Kanan is. Yeah. But Ezra is not. So to me, that means Ezra has not died and joined the Cosmic Force. Right. Um. So the question is, where is he? I wonder. And it if... still kills me that uh, that 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 scene does mean that Ahsoka has. <laughs> I wonder if Ahsoka... Well, Ahsoka is very old at that point, right? But I... I mean, oh, no, she would have been... would be in her, what, 50s? 60s, maybe. Se- I mean, she was 17 when the Empire took over, which would have made her... We've, we did the math here. We did the math. Um, she would have been in her mid-30s during Rebels. Yep. Um, so she would have been in her 60s possibly 70s depending um at the time of um rise of skywalker so it's very possible that something could have happened to her at that point anyway uh i have my theory is that with ahsoka is going to show up in the next season of mandalorian yay so what my and possibly also is bo katan kree's played by that'd be dope katie sackoff my my theory is that she's going to be still looking for ezra okay well, because that's what right. she and Sabine set off to do at the end of Rebels. Right. Like, they are going to find Ezra. Right. I want to know more about Sabine. I think she's a great character. Yeah, I want Sabine to show up in the damn Mandalorian. Hello, right. she is a Mandalorian. See all the, Why are we all getting Bo-Katan, who we don't really care about, because she was a bitch all during Clone Wars, just because she was Satine's sister, we're supposed to care. We care way more about Sabine. Give us Sabine Wren. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway, speaking or of Finn Clone Rowell. Wars... <laughs> We watched the last season of Clone Wars. Oh my god! First of all, beautifully animated. It was so great. Ru- those last four episodes just ripped me up inside. So the season ends cinematic. The season ends not at Order sixty six, but it's after. Th- well, throughout and then right after Order sixty six. Yeah, it's it's Ahsoka and Rex, uh, Commander Rex, dealing with Order sixty six. Yep, I think ahsoka tano is one of my favorite star wars characters of all time i would say she's she's up there for sure for me it's really hard for me to pick a favorite because i just have so many of them that i really love yeah um in different ways and for different reasons it's not like harry potter where i can just snap my fingers and say my favorite character is serious black yeah um because it is because you know i love it's like uh, i really love 
Princess Leia, but I also love Rey, but I also love Ahsoka, but I also love BB-8, but I also love R2-D2, but I also love this character and that character and this character and, and all that these, character. Well, what I love is that uh, uh, throughout Clone Wars and everything, I I think that Ahsoka, Sabine, honestly, a lot of the cast, uh, Leverone from Rebels, um, they are written so deeply and, and yeah. they give you enough information that even in a kid's show, like they're pivotal characters by the end rebels was not a children's show by the end i didn't i didn't think i mean obviously it was but it did not watch i mean it was not viewed like a children's show if you started watching rebels when you were 13 or 14 it felt like they tried to age it up and be right which is a little more adult which is good and for you it didn't try and keep it for upcoming after they got canceled in 2018 and they're like this is your last season it was kind of like they went well Fuck it. They also, and they just did what they wanted to do, which was great. They also brought up some wild stuff with the Force. First of all... Yeah, they did. The, uh, the, time travel irritated. Irritated. Well, time travel via Keep literally a little... Via the Force. Well, no, via the Force. It's But it's not like um, it's not like the teleportation that the uh, the Loath Wolves did, it, where yeah, you like cool. black out and then you show up. I want a Loath Wolf. It was time travel via a doorway into a room with a bunch of other doors. And right. it, like, it was a physical space that you were so in. So you find out, for example, because of this, these portals, you find out that Ahsoka would, ha- Vader would have killed Ahsoka if Ezra hadn't reached through and grabbed her yep. and saved her from literally either Vader stabbing her or the temple, the temple collapsing Collapsed. on top of her. Now she goes back to her own time. But yeah, Ezra saves her life. Mm-hmm. That's why Ahsoka comes back. She's able to come back, find Sabine, and say, let's go find, where's Ezra? Let's go find him. Mm-hmm. Man. Fulcrum. I just really like. And we also found out it from Clone Wars that Saw Gerrera is the original Fulcrum. We did learn that, specifically in this last season. I still hate him, but that's uh, fine. He is I awful. do not. I do not like Saw Gerrera. I, th- I think he's he's an interesting... Which is a credit to Forrest Whitaker yeah. for making us hate Sagrera. He's not. I'm not going to say good in like that. I like him. I think he's an interesting character, but See, not in that I want that to learn more about. He's just a dick. He, but he adds an interesting component of like there are bad guys amongst the good guys. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. But not even like he's against an extremist. The good. Right. He's a terrorist. Yes. Sagrera is a terrorist. Yes. And so that's, it's supposed to force you to think, would you be okay with this if there was right. an actual war going on? Right. Because and he was leading, he was getting right. results. Which is it. why, well, but even then, right. Mon Mothma kicks him out of the rebellion and says, we are not about what you are. Which is the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. And they have a whole episode of, of Rebels where they struggle with that because at first Sabine and Ezra were like, oh no, it's totally okay. And then they went on a mission with Saw and they were like, oh no, this is not okay. But this is actually really not okay. But this conversation is the interesting part to me about his character is that he starts off as a rebel. He starts off as... Uh, he just wants to it, save his was, planet and he his was, people. He was extreme from the beginning, but he wasn't a terrorist. He became a terrorist, terrorist because he took it more and more personally. Mm-hmm. And then he just let it consume him. And then he well, and what, Mon, right? Mo- and what Mon Mothma says, you know, she he's like, well, he's a... Ezra's like, says something like, well, he's a rebel too. And she goes, yeah, but he takes his anger out on civilians. Yeah. He takes prisoners and he tortures them, whether they're guilty or not. And we don't do that. All for the sake of what he wants to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. He says it's all for the greater good. And I'm not sure that's true. Right. Anyway. The last episode of Clone Wars just 
Oh my god. I really liked it. If oh you god. if you like Star Wars seriously, first of all, Clone Wars is infinitely better than Rebels. Yeah. But I will say I did not like Rebels in season 1. I really ended up enjoying it by the end of it. Oh yeah, once um, Ahsoka shows up in Rebels, it gets a lot better. <laughs> they do a lot of weird stuff with It's the very Force bizarre. With, uh, it's very kind of the lore, out there. But it's not it's not like they contradict themselves. No. It's just they take it way more i don't want to say way more cartoony or way more it's like just sci-fi, a, it, they get you know what i mean i think it was very experimental because they were doing things that they couldn't figure out how to do in the movies yet how would you yeah. have done the bendu in a movie that's fair you bent but they're they're bending their own rules that they establish in other movies but i think that mm. that's going back to a conversation we had i think they're bending their i don't know if it's that they're bending their own lore i think it's just it's lore that wasn't ever discussed because like it it didn't it just wasn't a thing that Luke ever talked about. It wasn't. A th- I'm sure Luke learned about it in the sacred te- the sacred text. Sacred, yeah. but, but he, I think that Luke. It just he was like, "What am I ever going to use this for?" So I he guess didn't. It further separates the books and the cartoons away from the movies because of how different they are. Clone Wars stuck relatively with it, so it felt more like a companion with the movies. Well, because it had to. Right. It had to line up very neatly with. Um, Revenge of the Sith. It had to. Right, but they didn't try and do time travel in Clone Wars. That was my Thank point. God. Stuff like that. Where it just, <laughs> the concepts that they try and bring in pushes Rebels, in my mind, further away from the movies, just in terms of, like we talked one or two weeks it's ago about like the different the different types of lore and worlds that they set up it's very standalone it's still yeah. it's like mandalorian it's still part of the universe but it has nothing to do with the skywalker saga at yep. all i mean the the closest thing you got to the skywalker saga was the episode with princess leia yeah anyway it's still good it's still great oh absolutely i still liked it yeah. anyway okay moving on moving on um we started steven universe yeah which was something you wanted to try for a while i was a little skeptical at first because i've seen ads for the uh ios game (laughs) so i was like oh this looks like a a generic kid show right why are we watching this it's a cartoon network i mean it is it is a cartoon but from in my opinion and i think you might agree with this because you watched i think cartoon network more than i did growing up um cartoon network cartoons are a different breed of cartoon (laughs) you know there's like it's not nickelodeon it's not i was about to say what are the big three disney cartoons Mm -hmm. nick cartoons and cartoon network cartoons and cartoon network has always kind of done their own thing yeah um and a lot of the cartoons that look like they're very like steven universe is very colorful very very cartoonish in everything it does but at the same time it's not a kid's show yeah like it is a kid's show it's not an adult cartoon like in the way of rick and morty or family guy but like if a little kid is watching steven universe they're not going to understand anything that's going on yeah um it deals with a lot of things um a lot of very real world issues you know it It, deals with um the way it watches to me is like um, it feels I don't know anything about the uh, the creator, so maybe you'll you'll be able to I don't either know confirm a lot or about her either. Deny what I'm about to say. Um, it feels like she is someone or the creator either deals with a lot of anxiety or even mild depression, and fuels a lot of the learnings and things in, that she wants to say. It's possible into this cartoon and mm-hmm. puts it in a way that is acceptable for kids, but specifically for like pre adolescents and for mm-hmm. teenagers not necessarily for like kids. So it comes across right. as a TV show for 10 and 11 year olds, but it actually deals with stuff that maybe is more for appropriate more for like audience. 14 to 16 year olds yes. or older. Yes. Yeah. Like we can, I like that. I think so 
there's four main characters called the Crystal Gems that are the the defenders of Earth. Three of them are aliens from the gem home world out in space. Um, and they're basically, I mean, the closest thing I can really say is they're like physical incarnations of precious stones. Yeah. So you have, the leader is Garnet, um, and then there's Pearl, and there's Amethyst. Think of like Power Rangers, except instead of the Power Rangers being humans, it's literally you are a stone creating mm-hmm. a physical body. And their stones give them special powers. Yep. Um, but it gets wild. Like, yeah, and then, our, there's, and then the episodes. fourth one is Steven. Yeah. Steven is half gem, half human. His mother, Rose Quartz, was the leader of the Crystal Gems. And apparently one of the most powerful gems of all time. Right, and she uh, fell in love with a human named Greg, who's Steven's dad, um, and uh, got married to him, got pregnant. But apparent for some reason that we don't know yet because we're not even done with season one she and steven could not exist at the same time she had to give up her physical form so that steven could be born so steven has her gem Mm -hmm. um so the 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 other gems are like we don't really know what to do with you but we i mean they love him they're all three like his moms um or his older sisters depending on the episode but um they are trying to teach him to defend himself, but also they're trying to learn what they can about what this means that he's half human and half gem and how many of his mother's powers he actually has. Um, But what I was going to say, there was one episode that we watched either yesterday or the day before. I can't even remember anymore. They're 11 minute episodes. So they go by really quick. Um, But there's one where Amethyst and Steven quote unquote run away um, from their home in That's the, this Beach is the City. one I was going to bring yeah. up. Yeah. And um, Amethyst takes Stephen to a place called Kindergarten, which is a place where thousands and thousands of years ago, the gems were apparently uh, trying to build an army to take over life on Earth, an army of gems to take over life on Earth. And Amethyst was born there. And she was she created was to, to be, be this evil gem. Right. She was created to be a mindless soldier for these gems, but she was saved by Rose Quartz and Garnet and pearl and became a crystal gem Mm -hmm. um and amethyst deals with a lot of insecurities about this that she hides amethyst if you watch the show uh you know amethyst is definitely the goofiest of the crystal gems she's the comic relief she she loves human stuff she loves to eat she loves to sleep she loves tv she's the most immature because she is the youngest she is the youngest yeah she acts a lot more like a big sister to steven than a mom like Garnet and Pearl act much more uh, maternally towards Steven and she's more like a bad influence, big sister. Um, But um, Pearl basically figures out where they are comes and she's like, she basically is just crapping all over the kindergarten. Of course she's like, why, why would you even bring him here? This place is so horrible. You know, all these horrible memories. Why on earth would you even want to come here? And Amethyst just has like a total breakdown of, you know, it's not my fault that I was born here. I didn't ask to get made. You know, I know that I'm nothing but a giant colossal embarrassment to you because this is where I came from and I'm not perfect like you and Garnet and things like That's that. It. And it's what, because the way Pearl talks about that that place mm-hmm. made made it sound like everything that came out of that was, was evil. evil and bad. And that's the way Amethyst took it. She's mm-hmm. like it's not my fault that I was meant to be evil or that right. I am evil, that I am bad. And even though that's not the way Pearl meant it, that's the way it was coming across. Right. And that sort of anxiety and the way that like 
it's it's wild in a TV show to deal with it in that in that way and to also, be that explicit with like right you think I'm evil you think I'm bad like this is like I've been carrying this around for thousands of years that you think I'm less than you because of where I came from yeah. and Pearl of course then has to do like a total 180 and be like no I have never thought of you that way and she even says you are the one good thing that ever came out of this place like of course we don't think that way about you I don't associate you with this place and Garnet does not associate you with this place but it's it's interesting because it teaches it's to, to yeah. me as us watching it it there's definitely a lesson for like with Am for with amethyst on how do you speak mm -hmm. like to people and how you may, but it's to be able to delineate and, and separate um how you talk about things like is mm -hmm. it even okay for pearl to be talking in right. that way about the space because pearl had no idea that every time she talked bad about the kindergarten that, that it made it that, way, yeah. that it made amethyst think she was talking bad about her so there was a lesson learned on both sides which was really cool to see i'm excited to keep watching it um yeah just to see what happens it's really interesting it's very goofy it's very cartoony um so if you're not into like blatant cartoons you might not like it but it's it's entertaining for sure yeah man okay um last last thing on tv and movies since we finished rebels and clone wars because steven universe is 10 minutes i think literally 11 minute episodes 11 minute episodes yeah uh we're going back and forth with like two episodes there and then one or two episodes of something else and that's kind of how so we, we binged everything out on any on any one thing and um we're gonna go back and we're gonna start catching up on a lot of the apple tv stuff because apple tv right now all of their seasons just one season of everything so it's pretty easy to catch up on everything and i think the next right. thing we're gonna start is uh dickinson, dickinson. with Haley steinfeld yeah i'm very excited to see that so we're gonna start that probably today We'll report back in. Yes. All right. Is that it for TV and movies? It's everything I had written down. Anything else you want to talk about? Perfect. All right. Let's move on to games. Uh, I only had two things to bring up in terms of news for games this week. Um, right off the bat, Halo 2 Remaster uh, has been released as part of the Master Chief Collection, which is fantastic. If you've never played the Halo series, um, hugely influential games. I'm sure everyone has heard of Halo, or most people have heard of Halo in some regard. Uh, Halo 2 was uh, amazing setup. Hello, it's Chief. Halo 2 was what created um, Xbox Live. Like That was the first game to really blow up with online multiplayer and anyway it's out on pc i believe it's on console as well i honestly don't know the state of the master chief collection on console but i know on pc master chief or halo 2 remaster is um is available so i think i want to pick up the master chief collection it's like 40 bucks and you end up getting five or six games of the original 60 dollar games like remastered and re-released over time um so i think this is the third one because they did reach the original halo and now halo 2 and then I think the next one they're going to do is ODST and then Halo 3. And I think they're going to end it with Halo 4. I think that's where they're going with it. Anyway, so that's out. Give that a shot um, if you have the Master Chief Collection. Or if you don't, um, Halo 2 is definitely worth, worth a playthrough. It's a great story. I want to play through it, Jordan, with you uh, here. Same like Borderlands and all those games. I want to see what your opinion is on them. Um, anyway, other than that... Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization VI is free on the Epic Store this week. Civilization, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization, 
a really, really fun, and that's actually I'm going to trans, uh, uh, what I was about to say transfer, transition into our picks also because Civ 6 is my number one. Um, number one thing I want to talk about, it is a really fun game. It's a turn-based strategy game where you start as the earliest incarnation of a of a given civilization. So like the Mayans, um, there's the U the United States, there's the, uh, there's so the Russia, United there's States, all that. Anyway. The United States, do you go back to Native American or do you go back to, um, Pilgrim? I ha in the Civ, I have not played as the U.S. in Civ then 6. why are so we I even talking about this? <laughs> the point is that you start off as a very early incarnation of these civilizations, and it's more or less, it just changes the leader and some of the diplomacy options that you have. It doesn't really change the type of civilization you have at the very beginning. So everyone starts off with kind of the same barbarian-esque, like sticks and all that. Um, and then you have to work your way up toward swords through the metal age, through the bronze age, um, and then and work your way up to like nukes, basically. And, and you go through each of these eras, right? Uh, but you're on a map with other civilizations, and it's a contest to see who can win, who can tear up and either conquer the world or become friends with the world, basically create harmony either in unison with other civilizations or by ruling everything as your own civilization the fastest. Um, it is very much a one more turn type of game because you make your move, you move a unit here, you say, hey, I'm going to build this thing that takes six turns to build. I'm going to um, make, make this option, click this person to go over here and then click on next turn. And it moves all of your people and then every other civilization makes their moves all at the same time there, and then it's your turn again. So it's very much like, okay, let's spend a lot of time thinking. It's the the twice measure once cut of strategy games where you have a lot of time and a majority of your time is thinking, what should I be doing right now? How far ahead, like chess, should I be thinking of where this civilization is, what alliances these other guys have, how I should be working my trade routes because it's that deep of a game. And I, I tried it, I think it was on Friday, maybe it was Saturday night. Um, I was like, okay, I downloaded this. I loved Civilization V, um, which I still occasionally play on my laptop. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I think I turned it on at like 11 p.m. or something like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, just a couple turns just to see how it is. And I'll spend more time on it later. And I fell into that one more turn and it was 1.30 a.m. I was like, okay, I should, <laughs> I should stop. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. If you've played Civ Five or any of the other other Civilization games, um, the only drawbacks I see to it are the UI is a little different, and they they moved in Civ Five. Everything was pretty much on the right side of the screen, and it was super easy to find all of the options. In Civ Six, they moved some things to the right. Some of the some of them are on the left. Some's on the top. Some of them are on the top nav bar. The different options for your units and how you purchase different tiles for your civilizations are in a slightly different spot. It's not a big deal, but it's just taking a little bit more getting used to. Um, other than that, as someone who is color deficient, uh, I have, I'm not color blind. I see in color, but I have color deficiencies. It is harder for me to see some things and I don't see any colorblind option. Or I haven't found one. I'm going to try it. It's, it's a game where you have to set a lot of the settings before you actually load into the game. You can't make it on the fly. So maybe I just missed it. So I'll give it another shot. But, um, apart from that, the, the policy system also seems way more complicated than it was in Civ 5, which may be a good thing as I play more of it, but 
Um, just stuff to get used to. Not Nothing that is inherently worse compared to Civ Five. Just slightly different things that I need to get used to. So I'm super excited about it. Good. Other than that, uh, I've been playing Fallout 76 still. I still am loving that game. Um, if you guys have it and were disappointed by it, give it another shot, especially the Wastelanders update was really good. Um, I was skeptical of how much adding NPCs to the game was going to help, but especially with, uh, what are they called, the Blood Eagles, this group of people that came back to the area, um, running across their camps has made running around and exploring new areas mattered a little bit more, or at least seemed more exciting. Um, it kind of struck me while I was on my way to complete one of my missions, one of my quests, uh, I ran across two different Blood Eagle camps, and one of them I died like three times on trying to get around because I was I was underleveled and they had you fool and they had power armor I didn't have it and it was upsetting. Um, but I realized after I finally beat the first one and I was on my way to the second one, I realized oh you know if before the Wastelanders update this would have just been a straight shot there would have been nothing right here, and this would have felt like a much more empty map, and I thankfully I had not played through the entire game when it first came out I only played. I think I got to like level 22 or something like that. So I, I, I only played through like, I don't even know X percent of the content in the game. Very little though. Um, so I can't compare it to there, but I think I get it whenever I read about the criticism of um, why having NPCs was bad originally and why it's so much better now. Um, I was about to say, and why it's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I in some people's minds. In some people's minds, I still I really enjoy the game, but I'm willing yeah. I'm I'm willing to look past bugs and little things like you that. You also understand why people don't like it. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, last game that I am going to talk about by myself uh, is Crucible, which is the first game from Amazon Game Studios. The book about the witches that most people had to read in high school, but somehow not me. I have no. I don't know what book that is. The Crucible. I don't know. It's that. about the Salem Witch Trials. I don't. I didn't read the book. Hmm. Yeah, high five. We Yay! didn't read that book. Hey, Crucible. Uh, so Amazon. Oh, years ago, video games were profitable, right? I think it's the most. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, the video game industry I think is like the most profitable um, single industry in entertainment right now. Definitely leagues above movies, and literally everything else. Makes a lot of money. So Amazon, of course, being Amazon, wanted to get in on that money. Bezos. They s- <laughs> Shakes fist. They s- Think Dinkelberg, <laughs> but Bezos. They started getting into it by purchasing Twitch, the streaming platform. So, I forgot they own Twitch. So Amazon own, owns Twitch, and they, they were able to get a lot more people into the platform. They added a bunch of deals to where like, you can get free items and games. Anyway, a bunch of nerdy stuff, but it's super nice as somebody who plays a lot of video games. They started with that. They also purchased, um, oh, what was the game engine called? Anyway, video games run on, they purchased a game engine that is now called Lumberyard. The game engine is the thing that a game is, it's the 3D um, assets that the developer uses to create the game. There are a lot of different, there's Unity, there's Unreal Engine, there are a lot of different ones. Um, Unreal Engine Tack on another layer of this, it was was used in the most recent season of The Mandalorian to create all of their CG effects. They use that video game engine to make mm, all that stuff. Anyway. Goodness. So, Lumberyard. This is the way. Am- <laughs> this is the 
Amazon purchased, uh, I forgot what it was. I don't think it was Crytek. Maybe it was the Crisis Engine. I don't remember. Uh, maybe it was a branch of the Unreal Engine. But they made their own uh, called Lumberyard. And they are, they've been making three different games, at least that we know of. The first one is this game called Crucible. The second one is... That I'll, I'll go into Crucible here in a minute. The second game is New World, which is an upcoming MMORPG that a lot of people are excited about. Um, Survival-based MMORPG where you have to like craft, find and craft things and there's resource management and all that stuff. And the last one, I believe, is a Lord of the Rings MMO also. Um, so interested in all of those. But Crucible, this is the first one. Uh, it is a third-person shooter where you choose a specific character. It's a character-based third-person shooter, like arena MOBA-ish game. It's a really weird game to try and explain. I'm going to do my best. Um, the objective of the game, there are different game modes, but let's use the, this um, this hive version of it. So you jump, you drop in with your team into a big map. Within the map, there are going to be spawning um, these hives, like these insectoid things, as you would think of with the word hive, these big insectoid bosses. You can kill a bunch of insects on the map to gain experience so that you and your team can level up because you all have different abilities. The objective of this mode is to destroy these hives and uh, before the other team does. So they keep spawning until the first team to get to three, right? Um, and it's just that, first to three of those. Um, now you do that by choosing a specific character out of this roster of characters. And each character has different abilities, different attacks, um, look different anyway. It's, it's, it's a really, I think it's good. <laughs> You're not sure. I, I have fun. I get with, it. I have fun with it, but there are very clear flaws with it. I'm also very easy to please with video games. Yeah. But there are cl very clear flaws um, in the game design. Right off the bat though, it, it's free to play, which is great. So you don't have to buy it. You just download it. It's, it's good to go. It's on Steam. So if you have the hard drive space, give it a shot. It is beautiful. Um, the Lumberyard engine that they use for this, it is very good looking game. You're giving me a weird look. I was trying not to burp. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to call that out. It, you were just looking. I, I thought you were going to be like, you called it beautiful? That's a weird word. <laughs> no, I was just actively trying not to burp into oh, the okay. microphone. <laughs> okay. I got weirdly self-conscious for describing it that way. Okay, that Ew. Works. Ew, me. <laughs> uh, the game is a really good looking game. Um, lots of colors, lot, really nice textures, lighting effects are really nice. I really like a lot of the characters, the roster of, of variety of characters. There are your tanks with axes that you run after people and, and hit like tank, like tanky character, like a big beefy guy with an axe that, you, that you'd use to hit. There's um, a big fat Southern guy that has a minigun. Um, there's a, the, one of my favorite characters right now, her name is Summer. She is uh, an Islander, Island woman um, who has flamethrowers and like Maui tattoos and all of that all over her. She's dope. She like uses her flamethrowers as like jets and can spin around. Anyway, it's dope. It The characters are really vary a lot, wide variety in terms of like the styles of play. Um, it's beautiful. It plays really well. It, the character movement is, is acceptable. The shooting is good um, or good enough. The problems though is that 
it's a they're really bare bones settings, which for a PC game in 2020 is not really good. It's pretty much just high or low. It's hard, which means if you don't have um, medium tier or decent enough PC, it may be harder for you to tweak the settings to get it to run well, which is unfortunate in 2020. The some characters need a lot of buffs. The one I was just talking about, Summer, um, her attacks and every and her movement, everything that she does uses an overheating mechanic, which means you have a limited supply to use any of your abilities your basic attacks your special attacks or your your extra movement abilities all take the same pool and it overheats and then you have to let it cool down before you can use it up again the problem feels though that you are given nowhere near enough to be viable even right like at the start of the game when everyone else is super weak as well um, it just doesn't feel good enough especially for two out of the four modes there are different modes in the game as well so the one I described is not the only thing to play in this game. So there are characters that need a lot of buffs in it. Um, and it's not, I don't know how competitive it's going to be. So if you want something more like a Call of Duty or something like that, where you can have tournaments, I don't know how a tournament would necessarily work or how popular it ended up being. I think this is a fun game. I think it's a good looking game um, to jump around in. And I, I do think it's a good time, especially being free to play. I don't think there's necessarily a reason to not give it a shot, but I don't know how long it'll last. And I think that's all I have to say about that game. Excited about everything else. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a bunch of other people will play it and fall in love with it and it'll have a great community and it'll, it'll last for a really long time. But um, as of right now, not sure. Anyway. All right. Last two things to talk about. The short one, we've kind of fallen off of Animal Crossing. Not like unintentionally. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of TV this week. Yeah, not like we don't want to be playing Animal Crossing or that it's bad. We just haven't. We've just been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll we get back get, on. Yeah, we need to get back on that. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, got a, got a Pokemon Go update. I have several. Okay, so this week is the final week of the uh, Throwback Challenge event for May. Um, this week is focusing on the Sinnoh region. This is Gen 4, which is which games, babe? I'm sorry. Gen 4? Mm-hmm. Um, Hoenn region? Sinnoh. Sinnoh. Um, oh, wait. This is... It's oh, not black goodness. and white. It's the one before black and white. Um, it's not Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, is it? I, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hold on. Gen 4. Yes. I've got to do it in my head. Keep going and I'll... I'll is this I'll X and it. Y? Uh, I thought X and Y was after Black Oh, maybe. And white. I don't know. I'll can, look it up. While can you, you keep Google talking, it? yeah, I'll look <laughs> okay, it up. Okay, anyway. While you're so the starters are for this generation are Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup. Um, my favorite out of those is Piplup. I think John's is too. The water penguin. Mm -hmm. um, bonuses this week include one hour star pieces, one hour incense, and one hour lucky eggs. Uh, you do have to complete the timed research. Diamond, pearl, and platinum. Diamond, pearl, and platinum. Thank you. Um, you do have to complete the timed research this week to get a uh, 10 rare candies and a Cresselia that knows Grass Knot, which is an ult that ha does 90 damage. But also you have to finish this week as well as the previous three weeks to unlock the special event that starts next week uh, with Genesect. Um, they also released Shiny Glammeow and Perugly this week. Um, Sinnoh Pokemon are spawning all over the wild, like Cherubi and Glimmeow and a bunch of others, Hippopotas, um, Krogunks, things like that. 
Um, there's also Pikachu wearing a Lucario hat. Super cute. Uh, can also be shiny, cannot evolve, which is bullshit. Give me Pikachu and all the hats. Just also let me evolve it into Raichu for once. 7K eggs are hatching Pokemon like Cranidos, Shieldon, Glammeow, Chingling, Bonsly, Happiny, Gibble, Munchlax, Riolu, and Mantike. Um, out of those, Glammeow, Bonsly, Happiny, Gibble, and Riolu can be shiny as well. Um, this started this past Friday, the 22nd at 1 p.m. local time, and it will go until um, this coming Friday, the 29th at 1 p.m. local time. Um, the game will be down for mandatory maintenance, um, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday, June 1st. Um, so pretty much all day, which kind of sucks. Um did they just say why? It's server maintenance, mm -hmm. and you literally will not be able to access the game during that time. So, um, again, that's 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday, June 1st. The game will be completely unavailable while they do server maintenance. Um, yesterday, the 24th of May, was CDOT Community Day. Uh, it was another stay-at-home community day. lasted for five hours. I considered it a success. I ended up with five shiny C-Dots. John ended up with three. Yep. Yep. Um, the special ult move that um, Shiftry could learn if you evolved Shif Shiftry up to two hours after the event was over was Bullet Seed. I missed that window barely, uh, but I have a shiny Shiftry. Even though it sucks, I have one. Um, tomorrow, the 26th, Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kyurum, who are the, uh, legendaries from Pokemon Black and Pokemon White, will be released into five-star raids. Uh, that's kind of a big deal. If you're playing, um, make sure you stock up on remote raid passes. So if you have a gym near your house and you're still not comfortable leaving home, um, you can start battling those guys. Um... It, it's really weird still to me that they do it so inconsistent. Like, inconsistent, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? John, spit no it out. I have no idea. I don't like how, they, have they finished putting out all the Pokemon from all the previous generations? No. That, well, I that's yes. what I want. Like, Yes, I, it's just not this most current one, like Unova. I guess I would, I wish they would just get all of those out before moving on to the legendaries for the next one. Well, Netflix, Netflix, Niantic <laughs> only just in the last few weeks started listening to what the people want and they're still not doing the best job, which is part of my, my last piece of news. Um, they did their second round of community day voting. So they are starting to, um, let the people choose which Pokemon they want to be, uh, highlighted for community day however they're not letting us pick the pokemon to vote for um i can't remember what the four were for the last time that there was voting which is fine uh, but this uh so sat i believe it was saturday they did voting between uh weedle ghastly squirtle and sandshrew um none of these are po any pokemon that anybody asked for to be a community day squirtle had his own community day and it was actually my best community day i think ever um not to mention you could also do special research and get um sunglasses squirtle Squirt which was squad. amazing squirtle squad. squad hashtag squirtle squad Dan Franco. um Dan Franco. <laughs> damn it <Sorry>. um <laughs> But what they were, you you could only vote on Twitter, which was bull. And then um, what they were doing was the the Pokemon with the most votes 
would be the community day for June and the, the runner up would be July. Um, as I said, Squirtle has already had a community day. Yeah, give us new ones. This if is the, the last voting as well. There had, there was a repeat, some, a Pokemon that had already been or had its own community day. I believe it was Dratini. Um, Weedle, why? 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 I mean, a shiny Beedrill will be cool, but no one asked for that. Um, especially around, he like in our local area, Weedles spawn all the time. I'm just... This is not special for us. I'm okay with there being a new shiny. I am okay with there being a new shiny, but I don't... Weedle before but, this, but I liked Community Day more when it was 10k egg hatches yeah. and starters and i get why they're having to ease up on the starters they're gonna catch up and they're gonna run out before the next gen gets released later this year probably right. like they're caught up right now they can't they're not gonna release snivy yet um so weedle will be for june i'm okay with ghastly for july um, i'm excited about the ghastly one that one will be okay um squirtle lost out i don't know I hope he's squirtle lost out which is fine um, I love Squirtle. John loves Squirtle. Blastoise is John's favorite Gen 1 Pokemon. Yep. But he didn't need a second community day. I agree. Um, and Sandshrew would have been okay. Um, I would have preferred a Sandshrew day over a Weedle day. Um, but whatever. Again, So again, they're letting us pick, but they're not letting us pick what we pick from, which is super annoying. Um, but they haven't... I don't have the date for the june community day in front of me i don't know if they've released it to the public yet or not but when they do that'll be exciting um and we can get some shiny beedrills i think it actually could be kind of cool it could it's for. just i would have preferred even caterpie over i think they've already released shiny caterpie though which is part of the thing yeah because i want a shiny butterfree because shiny butterfree is pink Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. When monkeys can Skype. One mo <laughs> All right, let's move on to books. Okay. Enough video games. Okay. Uh, one quick news story in terms of the in, for the world of books. I said that weird. Oh well, leaving it in, not editing that out. Mm -hmm. um, Alaska, which we've recently spoken. Oh yeah, we talked about this last week. Yeah, we've talked about how uh, previously Alaska, the Ala one of the Alaska school boards voted to ban. A lot of classic books like The Great Gatsby and Catch-22 um, for basically for saying a lot of the stuff is out of... elements. Yeah, that it's just out of touch and wasn't teaching good stuff. Um, well, apparently there were a lot of protests and they lifted that ban. Yay! So it's not going to be banned. Yay! Boo, censorship. Yay, freedom of the press. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. so that's good. Yes, that is good. Uh, apart from that, Jordan, you're going to have the whole rest of the segment. I'm just going to chime in real quick and say Codex Lear is still good. Good. Slowly going through it. Good. That's a thick book. So. I'm on the last. I'm on the last book. Yeah. It's I'm a on, big book. I'm a couple hundred pages in. I think okay. it's like nine something. Yeah, anyway. it's a lot of pages. It's a big boy. I finally finished the Thousandth Floor by Catherine McGee. Um, I just sat down one day this week and I was like, I'm gonna read. I'm just. I just need to read. Um, and I ended up finishing it. So the story um, is wild. From you telling me about it, the synopsis you gave me bonkers. was wild. Straight up bonkers um i know I've, i think i've mentioned this already if you like gossip girl um you i i have never watched gossip girl but from what i've heard if you like gossip girl you will like that the thousandth floor 
Um, I already went over the synopsis in an earlier podcast, I think. But basically, it's about a group of teenagers living in Manhattan in 2118. Hair dryer drama. (laughs) Um, A bunch of teenagers living in Manhattan in 2118. Um, New York City has basically had a giant thousand foot skyscraper built on top of it to take place of actual Manhattan. Um, And it's about five teenagers. It centers on five specific teenagers. um, Three of whom are very wealthy and live in the equivalent of the Upper East Side um, in the tower. One who lives kind of in the mid tower and then one who lives very, very down tower, very poor. Um, And the ending just gets crazy. Um, So if you're a fan of Gossip Girl, if you like... Uh, the teen dramas that are on um, the network formerly known as ABC Family, (laughs) Freeform, things like that. Um, Read The Thousandth Floor. It's very, it's entertaining for sure. Um, And I definitely want to read the two sequels. It's like young adult lifetime. For real. It's a soap opera. It's just a teen soap opera in book form. Um, But yeah, read it, check it out. I got it on Amazon. Um, It's definitely worth a read. Um, And then this week I've been reading one of the Disney Twisted Tales, which are young adult novels based off of um, classic, kind of classic. They are classic at this point, I guess. Disney movies. Um, Cultural classics. Yes. Oh, you had to reach. I had to reach for it. (laughs) Sorry. So um, I've been reading A Whole New World, A Twisted Tale by Liz Braswell. Um, This is... uh, based off of Aladdin, obviously. The tagline is, what if Aladdin had never found the lamp? So um, the cool thing about these, this is the second one of these I re- I've i read. I also read As Old as Time, which is um, based off Beauty and the Beast, and the theory behind that one is, what if Belle's mother was the enchantress who cursed the beast? Um, these books start pretty much with, with a couple of uh, differences to make it more young adult, um, and kind of set the stage for the world because these get pretty dark and pretty crazy. Um, they start pretty close to what we remember from the movies and then there's one key element that differs from the movie and it changes the entire rest of the story. So this stays on brand and in line with Aladdin until the moment... Shrek shows up. Right. Okay. <laughs> until the moment that um, Aladdin is trying to get out of the Cave of Wonders Um, In the movie, if you remember, um, Jafar takes the lamp and is about to uh, throw Aladdin back into the Cave of Wonders. Abu comes up, bites Jafar's arm, steals the lamp, and they're able to get the genie and get out of there. In in the book, Abu does not do that. And so Jafar gets the lamp and becomes the master of the genie. Um, There's a lot of crazy shit in this book. (laughs) Like, we're getting into, like, light necromancy and <laughs> dark magic in here like Jafar is a I mean Jafar is unstable in the movie but Jafar is literally unhinged in this book it's nuts but I'm really enjoying it I'm almost done I have three chapters left I'm gonna finish it this afternoon evening um but yeah it's it's been really really good and then um after this I think I'm gonna read the second Dresden Files book because it's one that I I I started reading it in college. I got like three chapters in and I don't remember what happened, but I never finished it. Um, so I'm going to go back and read the whole thing 
and that'll be the next book I read. If that's the one where he's in the museum. It's, I don't know. It's Full Moon. It's the one with the werewolf. That's all I know. Hmm. We'll talk about it next week. Yes. I'm very interested to see. I, I want to reread all of those. I'm excited for him to release the next two books this year for Dresden Files. Yeah. But the I nice thing about these Disney Twisted Tales for sure short. is that... Um, not short, sorry. It's not like, short. It's a good, decent-sized book. I mean, this book has... Um, I'm trying to get to the last page. One, without reading the last page, and two, to get past the clip at the end. No, I got it. Um, there's It's 376 pages, so that's like a decent-sized novel. Um, but it's also like... like a, I even think a guy, if he wanted to, a guy could read this and still be entertained. Yeah. Um, even Especially though it's a guy a, who likes Disney. Exactly. Like, John, I think if you read this, you would not be bored. And I think you would yeah. feel the same way I do. You'd be like, what is going yeah. on? I need to know what happened next. And I think you'd feel the same way about the Beauty and the Beast one, too. You know, so. you had me at light necromancy. <laughs> so. uh, and the, I mean, think choices happen with beloved characters in these books that you're like, oh, I don't care for that. Yeah, I'm like I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Not like I'm going to stop reading it, but it's like, oh, no, no, I don't want that to happen. No, I have to make it through to the end to make sure everyone else is okay. (laughs) Or are they going to be able to reverse this? I don't know. Like there's one instance, one character in here that I'm like, I really don't like what happened to him. And I really want it to get fixed at the end of this book. (laughs) Like badly want it to get fixed because he's one of my favorite characters in the movie. So. Spoiler alert, it's carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Shall we move on to music? Sure. Music. Uh, No news in music because I didn't find any that were interesting to talk about. And the only thing from our picks for this week is that Lady Gaga dropped a... Wow, I slurred that. (laughs) Lady Gaga uh, dropped a single from her upcoming album last Friday. And the full album comes out this Friday, right? Yes, so the single is called Rain On Me featuring Ariana Grande. Um, I haven't listened to the whole song yet, but they have already released, like the Amazon commercials for Amazon Music where they do the lips. You know, they've already released a, um, I think they released it with the single, but they've done one and it's Gaga singing the new song. And I dig it. I mean, it doesn't have the music behind it. It's just her vocals, which are always great to listen to. Um, I'm very excited for the album. It comes out Friday, Chromatica. Um, I'm really, really, really excited for it. Um, especially because I just really loved Lady Gaga's last album. I know this one's going to be very different, um, but I just really enjoy her. Um, I've gotten in some way, whether through perching the actual CD or just, um, streaming it all of her last, all of her albums since, um, born this way in 2011 so I'm very pleased very excited to hear what this new one's gonna sound like I, I think she has an amazing voice I just wish she would utilize it a little bit better I really did not like art pop which I know was not her last album nobody but, liked art pop but like, I think that I mean that's part of the thing nobody point. liked art pop yeah good <laughs> uh, I also think shallow is a bad song we're not going to talk about that right now. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get you all fired up on Shallow right now. Um, I also did post the blog earlier today. Yeah. It was a worship center blogged. Uh, blog. Wow. It was a worship was centered a blog um, about um, centering on a theme of calls to worship. So uh, you can check that out. 
at my blog is called audio aesthetics if you uh search at audio aesthetics on instagram you'll find it the link is in the bio and the link will be in the uh description of this podcast yeah thanks babe just like john's twitch link and youtube link yup oh, man i need a new video camera the way i've been doing the video cam for the twitch stream i had to stop doing it because it was just eating up so much of my cpu i think i just needed mm. one i don't have a proper camera so mm. there's that but like Hint, hint. Mm, Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Spurts. Sport balls. The only thing that came out of sports this past week uh, was that, have you heard this Champions for Charity golf match? No. It was where um, golf, prolific, yeah, I see Charlie being adorable to my right. He's so cute. Uh, oh my God. Really well-known and prolific golfers teamed up with other sport people and played golf for Athletes? charity. Sport people. Okay. <laughs> um, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning were teamed up. Weird. And they were head head to head, neck to neck. They were against or like it was a toss up between them and oh who it was Tom Brady and Ew. Um oh goodness. Who was Tom Brady's partner? Hold please. Please don't say Jordan Spieth. No, it was not Jordan Spieth. Oh thank God. It was um Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah, Phil Mickelson. This is interesting to see. Also, defeating Phil Mickelson and Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Gross. That's so weird to read. I hate him, and that still just just sounds dirty to say. That's weird. (laughs) Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Ew. No offense to Tampa Bay. That just does not sound right. This one, okay, so this this specific, um, it was the match, colon, champions for charity, golf tournament. it was specifically to match up PGA and NFL stars. Um, it raised over $20 million that will go toward specifically coronavirus oh, relief efforts. Great. So that's pretty nice. Um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. I don't dislike golf. It's just boring to watch. Yeah. Um, I like but admi- golf. Admittedly, so does so is baseball. That is a really boring game to watch. When this is all over, can we go play putt-putt? Yeah, let's go. I miss putt putt. I haven't played in so long. I th- last time I went to putt putt was like a team lunch at work. We did it. It was we did putt putt at. Oh Top my golf. god! Can we go to Mountasia? Uh, do you want that or do you want to do the Top Golf one? I just really love Mountasia. Sure. That's not putt putt. Top Golf is not putt putt. No, they have a putt my mini golf course. It's just not the same. Okay, we can go to Mountasia. I love Mountasia. Let's what? go to Mountasia. Sure. I love Mountasia. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, weather and traffic update. Came <coughs> away from the mic, maybe this. We got rain. It's raining sideways. It's raining. It's raining upwards. I will forever love that. There actually was kind of a weather update. It's been saying it's supposed to rain for a week, and it's only rained today. And that's it. For the past 20 million days. Three. Three days. It said it's supposed to be raining all day. Only rain today. three day. Oh, yeah. Look at that. All those storms have gone. Uh, it says it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Does it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Anyway. All right. No emails this week, so that's it for the podcast. Um, if you want to follow uh, Jordan's blog, 
as she said, it was Audio Aesthetics. Um, found on Wix, the link can be found either on the Instagram page, which is uh, Audio Aesthetics, um, and the link will be in the description of this podcast. If you would like to watch me play video games and talk about random stuff, that is on twitch.tv slash large bookcase. That is my name there. It is large bookcase. Um, you can also follow Charlie on Instagram at Charlie the Puppycorn. That's Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E-T-H-E-P-U-P-I-C-O-R-N. Yep. If you would like to at us and give us your thoughts on anything. Don't at me. It is openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. Adding and emailing are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> you made me haul. Oh, <laughs> you guys hog. made me ink. <laughs> oh, what's that? You want you you uh, get want the honk? You get the bonk. <laughs> you mess with the honk. That's you get is. the bonk. All right, let's end it. Okay, Hashtag bye guys. Bye. Vocal fry. <laughs> <laughs>